We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauley, our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. Most often, it is referred to as the parable of the prodigal son. Perhaps you've heard of it, Luke chapter 15, the young man who took his father's inheritance, went to the far country, spent it all, blew everything, ended up with nothing. Uh, but I like the title the old Scots gave this story. They didn't refer to it as the parable of the prodigal son. They referred to it as the parable of the wonderful father. You see, the real hero in the story is the father. He's mentioned 12 times. You see, that's a picture of our heavenly father. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says his name should be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You see, the God of salvation is a loving Father. He is not a God who keeps you at arm's length. He is a God who draws you in. He is not a God who stops you on the porch and says, I told you so. He is a God that flings open the front door and says, Come in, it's all yours. 300 times in the New Testament, our God is referred to as Father. And every one of those is a revelation of something. It's a revelation of His heart. I told you last time that Rembrandt painted two, pan two different paintings based on the prodigal son. Why two? Well, on the first, he painted it from the perspective of the son. But he came back and he said, that's not sufficient. And he painted the story again from the perspective of the father. You see, this is not just about the lost. It's about the Lord. It's, it's not just about the prodigal. It's about the pursuer. God is revealing something here about how wonderful a father he is to us. So let's pick up the story where we left off the last journey. The first journey the prodigal made was away from the father's house, into the far country. But now he makes a journey back home. Listen to the words beginning in verse 20, And he arose and came to his father. Friend, that's what God wants for every human being today. No matter who you are or where you are spiritually, God wants you to come nearer to Him. He wants you to come to the Father. He arose and came to His Father. But when He was yet a great way off, His Father saw Him and had compassion and ran and fell on His neck and kissed Him. And the Son said unto Him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in Thy sight and am no more worthy to be called Thy Son. But the Father said to His servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Friend, the only way a story as sad and tragic as the story of the prodigal son can have a happy ending is because of a wonderful father. Do you see all the things the wonderful father's doing? First, the wonderful Father is giving. From the very beginning of the story, He's giving. All good things He's giving. Even when the boy didn't deserve it, even when he knew the boy was going to squander it, He was always giving. Isn't that like our God? He's the great giver. And then the wonderful Father is waiting. Verse 13 down through the first part of verse 20, there's no mention of the Father. Do you know why? Because He's at home 
not forcing himself on his son. He's just waiting. Can you hear the Lord say, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Are you keeping God waiting today? The wonderful Father is waiting. And then the wonderful Father is watching. The Bible says, When he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. The only way he could see him is he was outside looking after him. My friend, God sees you where you are today. You may think you've left home to get away from the Father's watchful eye, but the all-seeing eye of our God goes everywhere you go. He sees you when you're a great way off. See, love is far-sighted. The eye of faith is dim compared to the eye of love. He sees you before you ever see Him. Look. Lift up your head. Look. He's looking at you today. He's looking at you in love. So it brings us to the next thing. The wonderful Father is not only giving and waiting and watching, He's loving. In verse 20, the Bible says He had compassion. This is charity. This is the love of God. You see, He didn't begin loving Him then. He had loved Him all along. My God loves us with an everlasting love. When we were without strength, when we were yet in our sin, God commended His love toward us. God could never love you anymore and God will never love you any less. There was never a day He started loving you. There will never be a day He stops loving you. He loves you with an everlasting love because that's just who He is. He's the wonderful Father loving. Then He's the wonderful Father running. Did you see that the father who saw him and had compassion ran? I'll tell you this, in the context and culture of the day, these eastern patriarchs, they didn't run. That was very unusual and very unbecoming. He literally hiked up his robe and took off running. It's the only time in Scripture you get a picture of God in a hurry. The only time God gets in a hurry is when he's running to sinners. Dr. Frank Sells used to talk about our out-of-breath Savior. He was out of breath seeking this sinner, seeking to bring him to the Lord. See, the only thing more extravagant than the prodigal's recklessness was the father's love. And so the wonderful father's running. Then the wonderful father is embracing. The Bible says he fell on his neck and kissed him. He literally kissed him repeatedly. He kissed him all over. He was receiving him, not at arm's length. Uh, in that day, if a prodigal left home and shamed his father, if he ever came back, dared show his face again, the neighbors would come out and stone him. So the father was protecting him. He was saying to him, Don't touch this boy. He's mine and I receive him and I forgive him. He's the wonderful father interrupting. Did you notice the prodigal had practiced his prayer? All the way home he practiced his prayer. And he started off the same way he had practiced. But when he got halfway through the prayer, before he could say, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son, make me as one of thy hired servants, the father butted in. <laughs> Don't you love it when God interrupts? When God steps in, He's not interested in your perfect prayer, your carefully planned speech. He's looking at your heart. He's not interested in talking about all the dirty details of your past. He doesn't want to bring up the past. No, He's only interested in you confessing your sin. And then He interrupts and says, forgiven, cleansed. Then the wonderful Father is giving. Do you see a repetition here? He started giving. He continues giving. He's always giving. His greatest giving is His forgiving. But he goes beyond just forgiveness. He gives a robe. No, the best robe. He gives a ring of access and authority. He gives shoes on his feet. He's giving. And then the wonderful Father's feeding. Bread enough and to spare. No more husk. No more hunger. No more famine. No more far country. What a wonderful Father we have. 
When you come to God, you find everything you thought you'd find in the far country and much more. And then you see the wonderful father rejoicing. How does the story end? The story with this younger brother, at least, ends with them all rejoicing, being merry. Why? This my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. We use the expression sometimes, safe and sound. Safe and sound. That comes from this portion of Scripture. He was received safe and sound. He was found in verse number 24. But further down in verse 27, he says to the elder brother, he had received him safe and sound. You see, the Lord wants you to be saved and He wants you to be sound. He wants you to be made whole and complete and only the wonderful Father can do that. What's the point? The point is that maybe you've been making a journey away from God into the far country and away from the Father's house. But if you have, today would be a very good day for you to come home. Come back to your Father. His arms are wide open. His heart is open. His house is open to you. Come home. You'll find He's been loving you and waiting for you all along. Come home to God today. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpauley.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.